is Potter Request, live from the heart of Brooklyn. Potter Request is a weekly podcast about everything in and relating to technology. With a special guest tonight, part two of our interview with Michael Elder. We're joining an interview already in progress. Back to the show. So, um, so you wanted to talk about uh, regional differences, and you wanted to talk about oh, I just forgot the other em- emulators versus hardware. Oh yeah, emulator yeah. versus original hardware. Yeah. So, uh, which which do you want to tackle first? Oh, doesn't matter. I have notes on both. All right, uh, Lynn, let's let's do the emulator versus. Is there like a four box of like the emulator and a region? Uh, combination really has a different effect than emulators in other regions or versus no, the, hard, you know what I mean the, 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 yeah those, those are emulators I think seem to be universal but yeah okay so what what do you want to oh. um, so which which would you rather let's let's talk about emulator versus original hardware sure. yeah. so what are the differences that you found there uh, so I, I found when you're emulating a Sega game on the computer the computer's you know, uh, significantly, and by several orders of magnitude, beefier than the actual Sega Genesis console. And so right. I found some bugs that were coming up. That, you know, stuff would run just fine on the computer, you run it on the Genesis, and the boom, it crashes. So some things, I think like dividing by zero, the computer can handle a little bit better, or if at all. But uh, one of the biggest ones I noticed, though, it was in the music player. So the music player, like, worked great on the computer, so you play a song in the music app, in Mikey LD95 and it's going along and I'm watching the clock but then when I was doing it on the hardware I was kind of watching the clock go by and it it, it seemed just a little off and I pull up my phone like oh, the like stopwatch. it wasn't actually every second it was like yeah slightly it was just a little less right so I'm, I'm watching yeah. it I have my phone out and then it's just diverging bit by bit so I'm about 30 seconds into the song and my phone's at like 33 seconds or something so um ah. that was a funny one so on um, part of my amateur poor programming there is some i think there were some sprites or one of the images on screen was constantly it was like in a loop so it's constantly drawing the same image on screen over and over and over and over and i think that was pulling just a little bit of memory or something there that was making the song or the clock slow down just a just a wee bit huh so how did you how did you debug something like that right so it takes that rigorous i guess if if you can call it that hardware testing and that critical eye there so going back to my code I, I, you know, observed what's in the loop there. It, it, you know, it's kind of funny with my coding there as well, too, because I, I think I, I think even in my KLD95, I'm guilty of it. I have all this stuff gated out in this giant while loop. There's all these Boolean statements kind of gating things off from each other. So part of my sure. debugging and stuff there, too, is to make sure that no two things are active at the same time. There's probably a lot of redundancy and things that could be more efficient in there. Um, also, okay. between the emulators and real hardware was that I found, even between emulators, the random number generation was, like, really different between things, I think. It's like... Oh, sure. So, like, you know, that one maze, I was, as I mentioned earlier, there's a maze that was unbeatable. Well, one of the emulators, I think Kega Fusion that I was using, Kega, um, it, it, it would never pull up that maze for some reason. I'd play the game, I'd restart it, reboot it, and it would never, ever load up that one maze. So that's how it came through undetected till. One time I was playing it on the console, and this one maze that I never play, I was like, oh, uh, we can't beat this. <laughs> huh. And a funny one, too, I can't actually. remember which console it was that had, like, yeah. a really deterministic random number generator. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Where it wasn't random at all. Yeah, I, you know, I'm actually pretty curious how it works for the Sega, because, yeah, on that, too, because the, the Sega can generate run, random numbers somehow. Right. Or at least maybe it's what the guy developed 
Stefan dev developed in SDDK, but great question. I, I also found, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, no, okay, please. Or uh, on the console too, on that in that maze game as well. So on the computer, again, that was very stable, it worked well. But on the console, I noticed it was crashing, like completely failing about every third time you'd play. So you'd get through a maze, you get through a second time, and then the third time you go to play the maze, it like just, you know, total failure, just spits out and crashes. So there was... Um, was it like a garbage collection issue or something like that? Where yeah, some stuff gets left in memory that it, needs to be free? That was it, right? So there's that weird, like, funny-looking Mikey Eldy smiley at the end of the maze. And so it wasn't actually erasing it from memory. And then the second time you see the Mikey Eldy one, I guess it can deal with it. And then the third time it sees the Mikey Eldy face, it, like, totally freaks out. So fool me once, huh. fool me twice. I don't know. There's some metaphor in there, but... So, you won't get fooled again. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So again, on I mean, my it, part, it's really it, marvelous yeah. that you were able to do this without having to do a lot of explicit memory management, uh, and you didn't have any massive leaks. It sounds like you have a small memory leak somewhere, but it's not a. You managed to fix it. Yeah. Without, and you don't call yourself a developer. <laughs> I think you need to change your tone, sir, because that's. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The the memory is a is a part a point of shame, I guess, in it a bit. So, <laughs> I, I I if there's something I truly had no idea what I was doing, it was in terms of the memory. Because when when I go on the like the Sega Discord, the SGDK Discord, there's some of the more mm -hmm. advanced users there talking about like all this memory management in their games and the the Z80 processor and the 68,000 the different onboard hardware. But like I I really haven't read into those or made any use of them as much as I should have. But you know, I, I, it seems to work as well as it could have. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Um. Okay. Any any other differences that you found between the emulators and original hardware? Uh. Yeah. If the I've made it, I made it in a way. So if it, if the game totally crashes, so you know, if you get your something like that, Mikey Ali was totally. You get a blue screen. screen. It, it gets a blue screen. So some emulators don't show that. Um, and some emulators it just makes the screen like glitch out to all pixels. And I've had some people comment like on YouTube or I think on Itch, there's something they're like, "Oh, it, it should have a blue screen of death." And I'm like, well, it, it it does on the actual hardware. So, with <laughs> <laughs> the blue screen, blue screened. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now, what about regional differences? So we've got NTSC versus PAL, which for the zoomers out there is how <laughs> is differences in analog color uh, color video and on analog color television. NTSC is at slightly less than 60 hertz, and PAL is at 50 hertz. Both of them are that way because they're tied to the electric frequency. Yeah. Uh, NTSC is was originally 60 hertz, but um, a it's it's two. It's, it's, it's two fields of 30 hertz each. And then also to do the color, they had to sacrifice a very small amount of frequency. That's why it's like 59.997 oh, okay. rather than I've, 60. I've learned something new, right? And that's okay. Yeah. So, so between the versions, so the music is actually surprisingly resilient. So you can specify in, you can make a Boolean statement in the code in the C. Of whether like it's if pal or something like that yeah so you you can do that in the code in sgdk so thanks again to stefan for that one but um so what, what i've done for the when it's in a pal region it'll specify to play the songs that bit faster so they don't really sound too uh... different but where it gets a little bit kind of funny because some the clock speed so it's not just like i guess the music speed or some things but the clock it's speed the is, whole thing yeah, yeah. so it, like say if you have a variable counting up like some integer number counting up one per frame 
the, on a American system, that number is going to go from 0 to 60 in one second, but that same number would count up 0 to 50 on the European one. Mm. So it, it, it kind of manifests in some funny ways. So the one I always circle back to is the Flappy Mic, the little Flappy Bird game I was making. So right. as intended, if you're playing it in Canada or North American console, the Sega Genesis, you'll you know you'll crap out at two or three points maybe four or five but you'll get there but i loaded it on my european one and i was consistently getting like eight or nine like did i get did i get good yeah. was was i testing it so much that i just became good but i mean maybe no. because it's slightly slower yeah they, it's it's slightly easier for you to to get to yeah there's something um, scaling like just a little bit differently on that one and it was easier too so i've patched it a bit but i think in general it, it still is a little bit easier on the european ones so for your, your European, your PAL Mega Drive, mm-hmm. how did you have to get some kind of hack in order for it to display color properly? It seems to be okay. Yeah, I, I think in Sega, maybe it's not as much of a big deal. It seems to be fine on the cartridge end. Maybe it's more on the screen end where it's different. Well, what did you, what did you plug your, your consoles into? Uh, I, I'm using the analog Mega SG a lot of the time, but I, I've just got a Model oh, 2. Okay. I've got a bunch of Segas here, right? I've got two. Mo- I've got a Model Two Sega Genesis, and then Model One Sega Genesis of, and then a Model One Mega Drive. Okay. Yeah. Now, are there any differences between the models? Because I know they have slightly different hardware. There, there is. So, Model One is mono, and Model Two is stereo. Really? Yeah. So when I was listening huh. back on the music, I wanted it to sound good on both. So I was, when I was like, you know, like really like consciously um, blasting music putting in headphones and uh right yeah thinking in that critical eye so that that is a big difference so and and some of the songs like i was thinking i was listening to the streets of rage soundtrack for inspiration and you got these toms going in both ears like it's super super funky but you you wouldn't hear that on the model one genesis interesting so does it do like stereo folding or something like that to fold the stereo down to mono or did you just make the whole thing in mono or uh, i guess not because of what you just said yeah no i i used stereo because in some of the stuff like where there's big chords and like horns ringing out and like a, a big stately chord I, I i have that like going across the headspace so some notes on the right some on the left some in the middle so i i made use of that quite a bit online yeah cool. i guess when it yeah when it squishes um, down to mono the sega's pretty good at doing that Okay, and then is there any like in terms of graphics or memory or the or the gameplay any any differences like that or no? Uh, yeah, there was the flappy mic one. Oh, actually, you know, on screen in the game when you start up, you'll notice on the kind of BIOS screen it tells you whether right. it knows whether it's PAL or NTSC. And right, yeah, and the the email that shows up. So when you when you open up the email inbox, you kind of get this little welcome message. So it tell I, I've specified whether it's Sega or Mega Drive. So that's a couple spots there. And, in, you know, in my other one, in Mikey Aldi, the album, I had, my, like, my first Sega game. I made my own kind of Guitar Hero game. But that one actually natively uses the frame rate of the screen to move the notes. So that one, I actually, I couldn't reconcile. So for the European ones, mm. that one is actually 20% lower-ish. Okay. 25%? Yeah. Well, they uh, won't notice. They're not going <laughs> to, you know, unless you're putting them side by side. Yeah. So... And uh, um, uh, one other funny thing, too, is that when you're... So that, that headspace graphic, like, there's that one... I think it's in the visualizers in Mikey LD95. It plays the, the Brain 48 song. Sure, yeah. So that song I made at 150 BPM. And at that BPM, it you know, when you kind of do the math, the 16th notes in the music sync up with an integer value of the frame rate. So basically, uh, you can have on-screen graphics that'll, look, that'll sync up with the music... 
So like you can have something flash on screen every five frames or every six frames and it works out. But I did that in both games. So I have a music video in the first game and then in this one I have the Headspace music video thing. <laughs> wow. I, 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 again, I, I really can't... I can't I, how much free space is left on the ROM or on the cartridge? In this one, like not really any <laughs> i was like scraping okay. away like bits of bits like trying to compress like sprites and images just to squeeze it under the line so sure not really any <laughs> ah, that's an it's that's i don't know this is this is incredible um <laughs> so uh what is your what's your next project uh, i've started on a third game uh i want to get it out this holiday season i don't know if it's going to happen i'm changing jobs here so i, I you don't sure yeah you got some personal stuff to deal with yeah so I, I'm hoping so. I've got a lot of ideas in the tank for that one. So we'll see if it comes out the holiday season or not. But um, apart and from you that, said this is just going to be an album and not not a game. And uh, well, I mean, I'm sorry, not not like a Windows shell. Yeah, same idea. So it's a bit of game, a bit of music, so you know, a bit of a surprise. So emphasis on the holiday bit. So if it doesn't come out this okay. holiday season, it'll be next holiday season. If you catch my drift, could yep. be a Christmas theme. Could evolve a bit go. of ski free. <laughs> and then figure out how to get some snow on the on the screen oh, and uh oh yeah and then yeah. some yeah so i you know so i'm off to a decent start on that one but also what i'm really interested in is uh, have you ever played undertale i played it for the first time just a couple months ago no no so what's kind of neat in that game is like the, the game is like really different every time you play it depending on the decisions you make so i'm pretty interested in something like that on the sega so um either through mm. some combination of like user input or random number generation so making a game so that that would be the replay value is some kind of way to make it pretty different every time you're playing it so uh nothing that's, concrete that's on that a, yet that's, that's a that's, real that, chat that's what i want to touch on as kind of the big theme of the next one so not windows okay. yeah and but, that's that's its own challenge yeah. uh, to figure out how to like a choose your own adventure thing but it has enough different variations where it really it seems personalized or something like that yeah really super different and it Yes, yeah, so I, I will be upping my code game because, you know, funny, circling back to my whole YouTube Stack Overflow experience, I'm starting a job, like, doing coding, so, based on, a, on a basic level, so I've managed to kind of turn this into a day job a little bit. Well, not, not the Mikey Elby side, of... but doing coding, like, as a career. Right, what what type of, tell me it's not JavaScript, please tell me it's not. Oh, it's not JavaScript, right? It's uh, okay, C-sharp, I think, so some uh, C-sharp and SQL. Oh, it's even worse. I know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's an engineering firm, because I actually, I studied civil engineering, is actually what my background is, so not coding or music at all, so structural engineering. Sure. And so I'm, I, I've got a job at a, a firm that takes a bit of coding, like would have picked up over the pandemic here, and then the engineering that I've studied, so... I'm hoping, you know, in this day job that I'm taking up, that I'll be able to bring back some of this skill and really deliver on a third Mikey LD game. Cool. And, um, all right, two, two more questions, oh, and, I'll, yeah, and then I'll let you away. go. <laughs> um, what, uh, what, wow, I, I, it was on the, it was on the, it was on, it's on the tip of my tongue, and now I can't remember what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, no, that's, and we're at the, we're at the end, and I'm, Having a brain fart. Um, so we talked about your next... Oh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, financially, how much did this cost you, if you don't mind? Mm -hmm. Like, just how much money did you have to lay out for this whole thing, in, in, including the cartridge production and shipping? Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm not really in this whole thing for the money. I'm, I'm pretty much breaking even. So okay. I, I sell them 20, 25 bucks each. 
runs of a hundred, so you know we're looking about twenty five hundred, two thousand dollars Canadian. So it's basically at cost with those in Canadian dollars. So that's like dollars. five million American dollars at this point. <laughs> Even less, right? With our currency being in the toilet. But you know, I, I've been pretty privileged in the last couple of years to be able to work at home pretty comfortably. So. You know, I'll kind of pay it forward. Like, I don't need to make a big buck on this. And even making my first game. So, when I put out Mikey LD the album, I kind of... I, I made a first run of only 10 cartridges. Because I was kind of wondering if, like, even anybody would buy this. <laughs> sure. Right? And so, those 10 ended up selling, so I made more. And same with Mikey LD 95. Like, I made 100 copies. I would kind of wanted to see if anybody would buy them. And those 100 copies were all sold out, like, before the actual release day in pre-sale i bought so. one of them yeah oh very yeah, you know so. i i packed i think i packed that one earlier today oh good yeah now i don't have a genesis oh <laughs> ah you can get them I'll, that's a that's an easier problem to solve yeah. but i wanted to i wanted to you know i wanted to throw you a couple bucks for this amazing effort thank and, you and really support your cause um because i really it's it's really fascinating what you've got here would you consider publishing this your source code to github yeah i think it's, it's been on my mind a bit it's the code is a bit of a disaster like there's no notes it's all this stuff kind of gated off in this humongous giant loop which if anything sure. it's like duplicated then well i mean it's a game loop you need you need one right, right? yeah that's... so yeah my, my code is pretty poor but um yeah potentially yeah just don't ask anyone to review it that's yes. how you'll oh, get big the, time right <laughs> you get all the flag yeah um there's no notes and uh, oh uh, all the variables are all like declared um at the globally so I don't know if, like, if you do coding and stuff, but, like, some of the numbers are right at the get-go. It defines, like, every number in every game at the start of the go. While a more experienced coder would only, I guess, define the variables as they're needed. Right. So this And also use local versus global exactly. variables. So how are you... Okay, I'm global. sorry, this... <laughs> how did you manage... I guess with global variables, how did you manage state... In, in your in your app in your game with with just a bunch of global variables I guess in registers yeah very careful so no not naming the same thing twice so I have something like sure. seconds timer I had to be specific is it the seconds timer for this or for that right so that's one of the my faults there as well and I'm inconsistent with my naming conventions and stuff here too so that's why I'm a little nervous so like I I make my code in a context that I can understand but some people like looking at this would wouldn't really get it and even on my own end too so uh, I think. When I was going back and bug testing the game, I would go back and look at some functions, like where something wasn't working. Like even I didn't get it because I didn't leave notes. So <laughs> yeah, that's you know to be honest, that's if I could give you any bit of advice as someone that's been writing code for more than half of my life, uh, leave. I would say that yeah. write code that you'll you can remember what it does in six months. I have yep. so many projects oh, that yeah. I'm like I didn't think it would happen I, until it did. Until it does, right? And you're like, I'll I'll figure. I know what this is doing. Yeah. Right, I'll figure this out. And then and then you come back even a couple of weeks later. You're like, what the hell was I on? Like, why? So, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, you know, I I don't know. I I would be curious just to take a look at the source code, uh, and that's why I asked for it on uh, on GitHub because I'm not gonna roast you. Don't worry about it. But uh, my friends will. No. Um, yeah. They. I, I just I'm really curious how you made this, and also because I'm not. I, I like. Okay, you don't say you're a game developer or even a software developer but i know a lot less than that when it comes to genesis development mm -hmm. and uh i would just be really interested to see how you made this and, and see how much of the code i could just read and kind of understand oh, um, try, yeah, <laughs> yeah what, what but, does help us with the sgdk so that code from stefan right that to make these games so that is very readable so it'll be things like show sprite or hide sprite 
reset screen. So th those bits are at least really readable. And that's what can somebody like me who's a, you know, programming amateur newbie to be able to make something like this is this because that that tools that have been provided are pretty low barrier to entry. Sure. Yeah. Would you ever make a how about this as an idea? Yeah. A Mikey LD95 Plus oh. that, that's for the 32X or the Sega CD add-on. So like yeah. it you can you you put in the CD and it also you you also put in the cartridge or something like that and it actually does like a Microsoft Plus with more themes or something like that. I don't know. All Just right. throwing um, it out. Let me see. So I, I you know on my so I have a I have a I use Microsoft OneNote quite a bit, so I meticulously make all these bullet point lists of ideas and stuff here. So what what else would have been in that? So I have a I have a page here of leftover ideas. Why don't we get in that? Can you give me could you give us one of the leftover ideas you didn't put in? Yeah, I know I got a bunch. So uh, I, I remember going through the different screensavers in Windows 95. If I had had like another bunch of megabytes, I wanted to do like a one-to-one -one rec recreation of a bunch of those. So there's, sure. there was a haunted house one, I think. There was the flower box, was that bouncing right. around like 3D shape. There's um, an aquarium. Yeah, I uh, I wanted to make like a Ukrainian doll. So it's like you open up a Mikey head, and there's another one. Oh, uh, a file browser. That would have been pretty cool. So you sure. can like. Like, uh, on the desktop in Mikey LD95, there's that console one. So if I had had more room, I would have made that into a file browser where you, there's, like, a pseudo file system, like an S drive, and you can navigate through, like, what it looks... to give the illusion that there really is a file structure going on inside the Absolutely. game. Absolutely. So that, that would have been cool. That's gonna... I, I have a feeling that's gonna be diminishing returns. You're gonna spend so much time <laughs> yeah. on on the focus management and, and moving the you know, the stuff around. It, it, I don't know. Yeah, but recreating Ski Free is kind of on my list and still something I'd oh, like to do. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another idea I had, I think my wife brought it up, is uh, if it had LimeWire in it as an app. I thought of that as a neat idea. So if there is a... Okay, yeah. So LimeWire in Mike Yeldon 95. So you'd open up LimeWire and you could pirate, like, extra music in it. So there'd, like, be new songs you could only get through LimeWire. But then if That's you funny. if you do it too much, you get a virus, kind of like the "I love you" virus that comes in the email. Are you now? Do these carts? Do these cartridges have uh, batteries for saving? No, you actually save stuff they to don't. the cartridge. Yeah, no? I wish, right? So that that would have been cool. But they they're actually quite a bit more expensive, and I think the ones that makes sense. Yeah, some some of them don't hold quite as much either. So at least the ones I'm sourcing from. So it's an idea okay. though. So I, I actually I ha I have a blank cartridge with the battery, so it's still something I'm experimenting on. And okay, and when you use something like the the EverDrive, and you have your SD card full of ROMs, does that actually let you save stuff back onto it? Yes, or, yeah, you can no? on the EverDrive. Oh, yeah. okay. Does that save it onto the SD card, or is it in the cartridge memory uh, with the battery? It, it's on the SD card, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, EverDrive. Um, it's pretty cool. If you're if you're getting a Genesis, you should pick up the EverDrive because you know you go on one of those torrent sites and get the whole ROM set, and you're well, you know that's. Good. Who knows how legal that is? Right. But I, what what is legal is Mikey LD95 is free. It is free on right. my itch site. So if you if you have an EverDrive, you just you know go right away on that. <laughs> and that brings us to basically the end. So why don't we why don't we uh, yeah. how can we find you? How can you find me? Right. Uh, Best ways of how you know how can we get the album? How can we find you? Anything else you'd like to plug? Yeah. Uh, so Mikey LD is a continuous franchise on YouTube since 2007. So that's my YouTube channel, Mikey Yeldi. So, um, I, you know, anybody who's flicked through my channel will see all sorts of music and things I've released on real instruments. So I'm actually like, I, I play a lot of brass and woodwind instruments quite as well. So I film myself like a wow. brass quartet of 
Mikey Eldies. So yeah, very, very big on original <laughs> other kind of like music music on my YouTube channel and other kind of dumb stuff. Also, there's a plethora of Smash Mouth like all-star remixes on my YouTube channel. Some of them have got a bit of traction. I'm proud of some of them. So Okay. That's fun. Are you the guy that did the the all-star but it's only somebody? Yeah, you know, stuff like that, right? So there, there, there's a bunch of those. There's some they're, they're pretty fun. I got a big playlist. You can just By the set way, it did you hear that the that he retired? Yeah. From the band like late last year. You know, actually on on that he made a solo song. I want to say in 2019. It was like pretty good. I hope he makes more. It's like kind of yeah. country, but it's got this beat going. Yeah, I liked it. it was, can he it was actually sing cuz I feel like I don't know if he if he can. Yeah. We don't. Sorry. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah, okay. very big on YouTube, so um that's where I'm most active. And I think in the game or I've left my Twitter's handle in there as well, so Michael Elder Two. Cool. But then I'm also So Mikey L D E L D E Y nine five on most things. Uh, it's I think it's just like Mikey Michael Elder Two is what I'm using a lot of things. So I, okay. I, I have some work to do on branding consistently across things. But then my my other main music project, I, I release rock albums, so like instrumental albums, under the band name Glaswegians. I've actually put it in the game. If you're on the Twitter, if you kind of look in the bottom right, who to follow, it's like, I have the Twitter handle for that as well. So wow. I, I actually released an album with that uh, in March this year. So in March 2022, which is a bit of a lower key kind of release, but that was an album that I worked on pretty much through all of 2020, doing um, guitars, piano, brass, woodwinds, you name it. So on that one. So that's a, another kind of big pillar of creative projects I'm working on as well. How do you have time for all this stuff? You have a job, you've got a family. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, I was pretty privileged in the pandemic to be able to be pretty comfortable at home and have a lot of spare time and not working too hard. So, like, I was working in sales during the pandemic mm. and stuff was really in the doghouse. So, I had a lot of spare time. I was not working as hard as I should have, but. <laughs> well, I mean, you definitely were, just not for the, not for the man. You were working for yourself, yeah. which is the best kind of work to do. Right? That's the way to live. So. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Beautiful. It's been a slice, and you don't you don't have to pay for health insurance in Canada, so you don't have to worry about <laughs> it as much. Yeah, so you know, I, I, I yeah. come from a, a place of real privilege in that way, so I want to you know pay it forward by making my game accessible for everybody. Well, that's very egalitarian of you. Is there any Easter egg of like Justin Trudeau and <laughs> in his blackface or something like that? Like, <laughs> oh, that, hey! that that would have been funny, right? Like in the because I I tucked some stuff in the I'm feeling lucky, but that that would have been funny there, right? There's, there's, um, because yeah. I, I made a nod to my audience in Brazil. So I don't know if you know, but like the Sega Genesis and Master System are still, I think, kind of popular there. Like they maybe even still sell them. I think I've but, heard that somewhere. Yeah. So there's this website in Brazil that's popular, and it's just a picture of this half-eaten bowl of pudding. And so I have that one in my game. And so this, this website, this pudding website, has been like a meme website in Brazil since like the 90s. And at one point, okay. like ISIS hacked it and turned it into like an ISIS website, and then it went back to the bowl of pudding. That's really funny. So yeah, it's in the game. So I think the Brazilians, I've seen them on Twitter. They have found it, which is good. So that's great. I'm glad wow. it's come across. You really packed in a lot of stuff. I don't. I, again, like I still can't believe that you made this whole thing and you're doing it while juggling a full time job and a family. And you know, they <laughs> haven't left you. Like it's right. it's it's. I'm I I am impressed, sir. And I, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, 
and and the quality of your work. I mean, this this stuff's amazing. Oh. Uh, and I I try not to use the word amazing, but this really. <laughs> It's up there. Um, and so thank you for the time and thank you for talking with us. Uh, is there anything else that you want to you wanna mention before we, before we split? Yeah, you know, it's been a super interesting journey. So even starting like at the beginning of last year, stumbling through learning code and then now releasing two games and now I'm turning even coding into my day job there too. So it's really if, like if you have that creative drive and that instinct and the, you know, that desire to succeed and push yourself in a and get uncomfortable, you can really achieve so much. So I think if, if I can great. do it, I think anybody can. Like I, <laughs> That's great. That's I, a... I, I see the other stuff the community is making, these amazing games. So I think like I, I see myself as nothing really that special. Like I think anybody could kind of make this. So it just takes that, that drive. And... I, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, anyone could make it, but it's the novel idea. Yeah. Like people have been making, yeah, okay, they're going to make another platformer. Okay, they're going to make another fighting game. They're going to make another shooter. <laughs> they're going to make another, you know, holy crap, this one has, this one really pushes the, li really pushes the <laughs> limits of the Genesis. That's great. This is, this is a real creative endeavor. Uh, and that's why I, I appreciate it because you, it's, it has, like I said, like I said, all the way at the top, it has a kitsch value. It's really well done. You went through a lot of effort to make sure that it looked and sounded the way that you wanted yeah. without actually being a real developer. And that just blows my mind. Thank you. So with that, um, I guess the, the way that we end the show is, have you, do you know what a pull request is? Oh. Since you're not really a developer? It's like if there's something like really bad and you got to pull the software, right? Like there's some not exactly no bugs. it's oh, it's totally when you're writing wrong. uh it's it's a it's an advent of GitHub actually okay. specifically GitHub and um it it is if you're developing a feature then you create a branch in Git for your feature and then when you want to merge it back into the master repository okay. the main repository you call it a pull request and that shows all the differences uh, between your code and what's on the main branch I've learned something new today I've learned what a pull request is See, I don't even, I don't right. even have an and, account on GitHub or Stack Overflow. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. I don't have an account on Stack Overflow, and GitHub uh, has been sending me like your your billing information has expired messages for <laughs> five years, I think now. So yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. But uh, pull requests have to be reviewed, and so I would say, oh, yeah. do you approve of this week's pull request, Michael? Uh, I will give it my blessing. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. Well, then let's hit merge. And we'll see you all next time here on Call Request. This has been a Pneumonium production. The views and opinions expressed on Pull Request do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium LLC or its subsidiaries. Theme music by Wolfpack.